Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The Mr. Beacon Podcast presents The Internet of Finding Things with special guest Misha Nasik, CEO of Haystack Magic. The Mr. Beacon podcast is sponsored by Williot, scaling IoT with battery-free Bluetooth. Misha, thanks so much for coming on to the Mr. Beacon podcast. Uh, we're going to talk about asset tracking and crowdsourcing, and uh, uh, this is fairly unusual. Normally, we have companies on that uh, are... Um, well into market and so forth but i really like what you're doing i think it's a great idea so we wanted to see if we could help bring some attention to that um so um thanks very much for joining the show you're more than welcome and thanks for having me so um where uh, where where is haystack magic based where is your company uh haystack magic is uh headquartered in canada in the capital city called ottawa uh r d is in israel so we are a global, truly global company. Fantastic. Well, um, some very good developers in Israel, so good choice. Uh, can you just summarize what your product does? Uh, our mission in life is to map all the physical objects in the world and make information about them universally useful. It may sound familiar, but yes, that's the ambitious uh, goal that we set uh, for ourselves. And our motto says... Uh, know where everything is so that knowledge of uh, where things are I think is very important to the to the humans well so you know what what you do you have a mobile app and it can be used to track things and um, the the mission is is kind of a, a, a awe-inspiring maybe daunting one but at a very practical level it seems like what you can do is help people find their their keys and the remote control, and we'll talk about what else you can do. But how does what you, how does your approach differ from the kind of very familiar names who've shipped millions of beacons already, the, the likes of, of of Tile and Pointer and uh, so forth? We're not a consumer electronics company. Uh, we are a software company, and we deliver our software as a service. Therefore, uh, we are fairly agnostic to the hardware as long as this hardware is standard. All of the current tracker companies, and there are about 20, probably more than this, uh, all of them were started just before specifications for uh, beacons, first by Apple and then by Google, were published. And that led to very rapid and very dramatic commoditization of the hardware. You can now buy a beacon for a dollar. Uh, 
and everything that I'm that we're seeing suggests that it will be much less very soon. Uh, but even at a dollar, uh, you can put these beacons on many more things than you can put the current $20, $25 trackers on. And therefore, when you have the massive amount of things and places marked by beacons, you uh, can have a very different approach. And when you, when you mention that it's keys and wallets, because it's the first thing people think about, and that's what they fear of losing. However, they really lose these things very infrequently. What happens more frequently is people misplace things both at home and in the workplace. And I believe that wherever people are in the workplace, in all of the verticals, in all of the industry verticals, and in their private lives, they need the solution that kind of works the same and is based on the same technology. That's what gives it scale, and that what, that's what lowers the price. Uh, when you say the same we, technology, what, what, what do you mean by the same technology? The same technology means the same standard. The commodity consumer grade okay. uh, technology, which on one hand is uh, exists in the form of standard beacons, iBeacon or Eddystone, today these are two competing protocols that most standard silicon implements on the same silicon. So you can have both supported by the same chips. So and mobile phones that can receive signals in both formats. If we compare you to, and I think I said Pointer, Pointer is an indoor navigation company. So Tracker, so if we compare you to, to Tracker um, and Tile, then you're not in the hardware business and therefore you can offer the benefits of the uh, huge choice of different beacon technologies. And uh, you talked about some very low prices. Obviously, uh, Willie Ott, the company I have my day job with is, is is working on that. But but tell me about what you know. What pricing are you seeing for beacons? Where can I buy a, a low cost battery powered beacon from, and what kind of pricing could I expect to pay? Well, they are they are already advertised on Alibaba at one dollar, and what we see is that bill of materials uh, uh, rapidly shrinks. Uh, I envision within the span of a year and a half. We will get to 50 cent and then to 20 cent beacons. And as Williot promises us, some of these beacons will be without the battery. Mm -hmm. You only need a battery if you want this beacon to shine its light far away. We don't believe there is a need for that. As you will see in our demo, we actually work better when beacons are seen from a very close proximity. Why is it important? Because there are phones that roam the earth. They come close. Eventually, some phone will come close to a beacon and will pick it up. So there is no need for this beacon to be visible from 30 meters away because somebody will eventually come close to it uh, to a distance of one or two meters. Uh, we talk to, to, to chip vendors and we see that in, even in 100,000 volume, uh, the prices for the, uh, for, the, for the chip itself, for the SOC that powers all these beacons is way less than a dollar. And we're, t we're thinking about millions in volume, not even hundreds, hundreds of thousands. Okay. These beacons will be really cheap. So, the di so there's a, one of the other differences, you're not looking for beacons to be broadcasting at zero dBm, which is a pretty strong signal. You're, what, what kind of signal strength do you recommend people configure their beacons to transmit at for kind of optimal usage with your software? 
Well, so far, beacons depend on the battery, and the battery lasts much longer if you configure it to minus 20, minus 30 dB. Mm -hmm. And that's the minimum setting that I see uh, is available from most beacon manufacturers. Mm -hmm. We also don't need to broadcast very frequently. The broadcast interval is quite okay to be starting at one, once a second, and sometimes when, uh, when you don't need it, it can be lowered to once every five or ten seconds. Mm -hmm. The thing is that uh, the beacons, um, uh, and, that, and, that, and then obviously we will see the beacons without the battery, and there they cannot transmit more, more frequently and more powerfully than certain minimum. And we're building the technology, we're building our software to take advantage of these beacons uh, capabilities uh, because this is their incapability to transmit uh, more powerfully and more frequently is actually not a disadvantage. Okay, well, um, this is interesting. So last area of difference that I see, I think there's others as well, but one of the, the biggies is you, you buy a tile beacon or a tracker beacon and it, it'll have a, it'll beep, maybe it'll have a light on it. Um, and it seems like if you're going for these commodity beacons, then you're not necessarily going to be doing that. I think we should switch to a demo very soon. But before we do that, just how do you, um, how do you help people find things if there's no beeping? Well, uh, because there are many things that will be marked and are being marked with very inexpensive commodity beacons, uh, we introduce the notion of context. Uh, humans don't think in terms of, uh, in terms of uh, geographic coordinates or any coordinates in any system of coordinates. You give a human uh, two numbers or three numbers and they have no idea what to do with them. Uh, however, humans think in terms of context. If you lost your uh, umbrella or misplaced your umbrella somewhere in the office or in the house or somewhere, and you're given a context of it, uh, which says that the umbrella was last seen not far from uh, 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 from your shoes uh, and your laptop charger and your uh, your headset. And when you're given a list of five, six things, chances are, chances are very high that you will remember, oh, I saw my glasses there. And if it's near my glasses, oh, I remember where it is now. And you know where to search. And of course, we can give the proximity indicator, which also will uh, produce sound on the phone, uh, which is kind of hot cold. It doesn't work very well, but it gives you some indication where, it, where, where things are. And once you know the area, especially indoors, the area where you left uh, your, uh, one of your items, and you know the context, it becomes very easy to find. I know it because I'm using it pretty much every day, mm -hmm. and it's uh, it's amazing to see how human uh, memory works. You know that your uh, yeah. that your tablet or uh, is near your glasses, and you immediately remember where you saw your glasses last, and therefore you know where the tablet is. That is fascinating. You're right. That's exactly how our brain works. It's all about associations, and if you can trigger that association, then it all comes back, and uh, probably better to leverage that than our sonar location capabilities, which are iffy at best. Um, okay, well, can you show us the, uh, can you show us the product in action? Uh, certainly, I will now share my screen. So what we're going to look at is a, an Android app, right? That is correct. Let me move. So what you're looking at is the main 
screen of, uh, of Haystack Magic application, which shows a list of items that belong to me and members of my family. And you can see that there's quite a lot and there's no real limit, practical limit to it. I can add dozens and dozens of things. I can also group these things in sets. So that's my everyday carry in my bag. And it contains things that I want to be with me when I'm leaving the home. And there is an exclamation mark here, which says that the set is not complete because some things like I forget, for example, I forgot my laptop charger in my car. Uh -huh. And how do I know? Because in addition to items, which are marked by beacons, mm -hmm. we also have places uh -huh. that are marked by beacons. And as you can see, there are various places in my uh, home, but also outside of my home that I have marked. And uh, for example, my car is marked by a beacon and my rental car is, I have a beacon for a rental car. So when I rent a car, I light up this beacon and drop it in the car so that I get warnings when I forget something in rent, when I return a rental car before I run too far away. Um, so we can easily add beacons to the sets uh, to, to, to the to the list of beacons that we have so let me show how it works so for example let's add a location right now I will I can have I, I have several ways of adding a location one of the ways for adding a location is uh, using a QR code that I can attach to the beacons or just using them by proximity but for the fun of it let's just see how this beacon looks like you see the QR code marked the beacon that I want to register, and I will call this beacon demo. Uh, I also can take a picture of it uh, with my camera. Mm -hmm. So, so that's a Chinese beacon, right? This is the uh, yeah. This is the beacon made by a company in Shenzhen called Minyu, and this is our uh, preferred supplier for beacons so far. How much do they cost? Uh, well, they are advertised between. Uh, uh, I think $1 and $10, okay. and the price depends on the volume. Got it. So because I'm buying them in the volume that is uh, measured in dozens, yeah. by like 20 or 40 at a time, uh, it's uh, higher than $1, but if I buy, you know, 100,000 of them, it will be that, it will be probably close to a dollar. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. And this is, and by the way, it's interesting that the beacons of all sorts cost about the same, although this beacon is, uh, uh, looks much more, it's much larger with larger battery than uh, beacons that we glue to things. Uh, this is the beacon used to mark the location. 
So we're uploading this beacon into a database uh, which exists in our service. Um, and uh, now it's uploaded. It will take a few seconds for this beacon to show up in uh, locations, but in the meanwhile, uh, we'll wait for the locations of the items that are now in, they are now marked as being in the study, but in a few minutes, we will see that they will start switching to this new demo location, which is closer than the study. Let's just go and check whether this, dem, uh, this demo location, oops, sorry, that happens sometimes, yeah. uh, whether this uh, demo location ha has appeared. Again, we're not a real-time location service. Mm -hmm. uh, we believe that things that, that are misplaced have been misplaced for a while before a person starts looking for them. So there's no rush in uh, determining the location. Algorithm is, algorithm is actually based on that. It goes back in time and analyzes carefully all of the signals that have been received from all of the beacons over a long period of time, and it builds this picture of the world that then is ready to be presented to, to, to people uh, whenever, uh, whenever the, uh, uh, the information is needed. So uh, we probably will come back to it Mm -hmm. But let me just look and see what the context looks like. So this is the context for my, uh, this is the current context for my notebook, which just now was identified. Oh, it's near the demo. It's the nearest location. Okay. The next nearest location is study. The next is kitchen. Then the guest bathroom and the bedroom. So, so you see that there is a progression of things. But the closest three things to my notebook is the beacon that's called demo, which marks the location, and then my home glasses and my tablet, which are right here next to each other. And if I go back to the uh, uh, to the main screen, you see the notebook and the tablet yes. are near the location that we just introduced, which is called demo. Very good. That's so cool. So, um, and this is crowdsourced, is it? So if we, if there are two of us that have the app and we're uh, I'm at work and you're at home and you left your keys at work, then my app could tell you where your keys are? Absolutely. And let me just look at uh, what uh, there's, there's a location here that's called demo locations, which my folks in Israel are, are using. But let me see if it's still, if it's still showing there. Uh, demo, where is this? Demo location. I just saw it recently. Yeah, I, I just saw it there as well. It's uh... Uh, demo location. Yeah. Uh, this this is the beacon that. Oh yeah, they they lost the signal for it, so they probably turned it off. But okay. it was this actually is, is a beacon that lives in Israel. All right. And when they when when, when they when they come uh, close to it, uh, it lights up. Um, Very cool. So yes, you're right. Uh, uh, all of the phones running. Haystack Magic application harvest all of the beacons for everybody, and they all forward it to the same huge database that our algorithm constantly scans and analyzes. And so, what is the what is it that stops um, the folks from Tile looking at this uh, podcast and kind of doing what you're doing? Is there are there any barriers? What's where's the IP in what you're doing? Well, our crown jewel is actually not this application, although it's quite nice, but our crown jewel is the algorithm that runs in the cloud in our service. Mm -hmm. And there's some serious mathematics that learns from prior history 
Mm -hmm. uh, so there are elements of artificial intelligence there that uh, build, a, build a structure, a data structure that tells us how things are located relative to each other. Uh, this is protected by uh, patents and we are keep on filing them. Uh, mm -hmm. So uh, uh, that's the barrier. Obviously, uh, we don't want, we, we, we don't really see uh, all the current beacon uh, trackers, uh, uh, or tracker vendors, our competitors. Mm -hmm. We actually, for the fun of it, we just registered one of them with my <laughs> with my flight bag. All right. And our, our algorithm doesn't quite know what to do with it because it shines the light, its light so brightly, it broadcasts at such a high power, wasting a lot of battery, that we see it from anywhere. So our, our algorithm says, well, it's near all of the beacons, so it just gives me the, uh, the, the address where I'm, I currently am, uh, where this item is, whereas uh, every other beacon, which is, uh, which is standard, we can tune it much to much lower power, uh, transmit power, and therefore we can correlate it with nearby other uh, beacons, which are which are our location markers. But we can register non-standard beacons, and if these companies want to cooperate with, with with us, we are more than well. They're more than welcome uh, to uh, uh, to uh, reach reach out to us, and if they disclose their proprietary protocols, we could probably integrate them all into this application, and they will be. Uh, all working together. Cool. You were talking about the proprietary nature of the the um, you know the tiles protocol and so forth. And uh, I guess one of the other differences is that what they're doing is proprietary, but it's also connection orientated, right? And you're you're just working in beacon mode without a connection. Uh, of course, the beacons don't. The beacons imply that they are broadcasting. And it's a unidirectional, uh, so it's a connectionless uh, way of. Uh, gathering information. Uh, we can control the beacons for uh, periods of time uh, when they turn uh, when they turn on and open and are open up for connection, but it wastes their battery. And why would we do this? Go we ahead. don't see any need to talk to these beacons uh, other than maybe uh, change their power settings uh, and, and, and broadcast uh, period settings. But we already set them so low and so infrequently it doesn't really make much sense. Tell us a bit about the applications for this. Uh, there's the, the there's the home applications, but you're kind of engaged with some other interesting um, partners and customers. Uh, talk about those. First thing that comes to mind when you think of uh, tracking possessions, tracking uh, items, is the household uh, or domestic use, uh, like household use uh, and consumer market. However, uh, we believe that what we do transcends uh, various for verticals and we're just in the beginning of a huge change in human behavior where things are being increasingly shared. The way was shown to us by early early vendors of software that allowed people to share cars or their, their, their dwellings, their residences, but now we see co-working spaces changing the way people work and the same companies change the way people live. So we're at the very beginning of the cycle of sharing economy where things will be shared that cannot be really tracked with the GPS kind of precisions like the cars, the bicycles and, uh, and, and the houses. Uh, there will be tools and there will be all kinds of objects that can be shared between people that are very small and live indoors. So you need to find a new way 
of expressing their location, and this is exactly what we do. Very and good. beacons would be a huge, huge help and a huge game changer uh, in this. And when I say beacons, I mean commodity inexpensive, sub one dollar, mm-hmm. maybe sub fifty cent type of tiny beacons embedded into everything. Yeah, I think that's that's true, and we're seeing people that make products starting to think about traceability, trackability, um, for to uh, mitigate issues around theft. But as you say, it can be part of the sharing economy as well. well that's really cool. Um, so we've seen the product, t- talked about some of the di- direction that you're you're going in. It's clearly differentiated. Any last things you want to say before we wrap up? I think that. Uh... Uh, this is the very early days of uh, item location uh, based on uh, standard uh, radio beacons, standard Bluetooth beacons. And I think that uh, the industry will win and will benefit from cooperation between different vendors, hardware vendors, software vendors, uh, and all kinds of uh, uh, consumers of uh, the uh, technology, including businesses, workplaces, co-working places, all kinds of offices, real estate. These, these are the markets that need to cooperate in order to bring it to life. Well, I love that vision uh, and I agree with it. So um, uh, so it's really, really been good to have you on the show. Uh, Misha Nosik, uh, CEO of Haystack Magic, thanks very much. Thank you very much, Steve. So yeah, have you had a, had a chance to think about the music that you would take with you to Mars? Well, uh, you're limiting me to three. It's very difficult. There's no reasons for that because I take the, just every song ever created or every piece of music ever created on the planet. But uh, uh, if you if you insist, uh, I do. You know, for me. It's very reflective of my biography because growing up and pretty much throughout my life, I always listened to, to songs in languages I barely understood. It started with songs in English, which I listened growing up. And at one point I said, well, I got to understand what is it that they're saying. And uh, I kind of went on a mission to learn all the words of all the Beatles songs. And the one that stuck with me through the years is the probably the less popular one, the less known one, uh, that's called uh, Your Mother Should Know. I don't know if you know it, but, uh, well, as a Brit, you probably do. <laughs> but, <laughs> I do, uh, I do. It's a great song. Yeah. yeah, and it kind of migrates from playlist to playlist, uh, still with me on most of my devices and uh, my online library. And I listen to it every once in a while. Uh, the other one uh, that kind of stuck with me through the years, I picked up in Israel. Uh, again, when I lived there, the music scene and the uh, and, and, and music environment is very different from what I was used to growing up. And I started listening to the songs in Hebrew. And again, it helped me very much learning the language one that uh, that I keep on listening to every once in a while is by Isaac Klepter. It's called Tzlil uh, Mechuvan, which roughly translates to translates as uh, uh, the tuned sound, a tuned tone, which is very romantic and sentimental. 
uh, and pretty old, pretty old song. But so how, how, how old were you when you moved to Israel? I was about 26 years old. Oh, okay. Uh, so it was kind of second part of my life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, the last song that I, I, and you know, I ended up in Canada in a city that uh, is half francophone. Uh, and nobody speaks French to me because they, when they hear the accent, they assume I'm, I'm not French, so they speak English. Uh, it ended up with my kids speaking French to each other so they don't understand. So I, I had to deal with it. So I'm, 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 I'm kind of making great progress in my French over the last few years. And the one song that I kind of keep on listening to is that's, that's the new one, a relatively new one, by the Belgian artist called uh, uh, Stromae. Uh, and the song is called Formidable, which I guess translates as wonderful. It's a very, also very, very romantic and unusual song. Uh, maybe few of your listeners know, but that's my choice. Fantastic. Well, that's really unique um, and original. It's amazing how much commonality we uh, end up getting. It's just three songs and quite often we get a lot of the same ones. So no one's ever chosen any of those songs. So thanks very much. The Mr. Beacon Podcast is sponsored by Williot, scaling IoT with battery-free Bluetooth. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.